and welcome to the track and field podcast 2022 world cup edition yeah and unlike guitar we are not controversial that we know of <laughs> also we are going to have more than three episodes maybe let's hope so far nothing has gone wrong with this episode yet which is a miracle we yep. were able to come in here at a decent time mm-hmm. and no one was in here we didn't need to call steven shout out to steven shout out to steven and we got in here just fine and we're all good. We think that everything is how it should be, right? Yes, we do think that. But as we learned from the last episode, just because we think something is right doesn't mean that it is actually right. And also, anything is possible. Which brings me to the first topic. Shout out to the Aussies. They're moving on. Ooh, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. The Socceroos making history, I believe. Is this their first time out? I don't this know. This is their second time making the group stage, and I believe it's the first since 2002. Disregard whatever the fuck I say, I guess, <laughs> because he's the expert here. I only yeah. know current history, which wasn't even history. It's just knowledge. That's true. So also following up with the uh, with things that are possible, somehow... With the barrel halter weights on our shoulders and our knees, knees, ankles, <laughs> the United States men's national team have punched their ticket to face the land that's going to drown in the ocean in a few years. There, it's literally called the low countries in Spanish, Los Países Bajos. I'm pretty sure there's also a direct res- translation in French that I learned, but I don't remember. Just like how I don't remember anyone thinking that the Netherlands could ever beat us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what has their country ever done? Have they won a CONCACAF Gold Cup? No, but they have really good public transit, I've heard. Mm, yeah. So they have a speed on that front. That's but besides true. that, I have never seen an Ajax person ever. Because I've never seen pictures <laughs> of them. <laughs> and ever? Yeah, no. I, I I just I don't even know what league they play in. The era divisi. The the who cares divisi because so real. There's only one nation, only one league in in Europe, and, and you know that what that MLS. is MLS, and that's the MLS European edition. Yes, but we don't like Europe. No, Europe, we don't. Because you know what's in Europe? French people. French people with the quotation marks, who despite all my praying on their downfall, continue to do well at the World Cup. Well, everyone knew that we were, they, they were going to make it out of the group and probably win it. But my guess is that they'll get knocked out in maybe the last eight or maybe the quarterfinal. Do we know who they play yet? Uh, France plays against um, Poland, I believe. That should be the easiest game Let me check. of France's life. Yeah, Poland have not looked convincing Poland are at just all. Belgium in an easier group. No, not even. Poland are literally just a goalkeeper and a striker, and that's it. Not even Lewandowski could save that Kurva nation. <laughs> See, I, I taught him about that word today. Yeah. Yeah, we're bringing in international swears. Yeah, we are. On this, ep- on this edition of track and field. That is true. And you know what we're not bringing back? Coughing. I have not coughed a single time since we started recording. Oh, I've coughed like way too many times. Skill and immune system issue. It really is. Okay. But back. Okay. I want to talk more about the group stage in general since we kind of started off in a really organized way. (laughs) Like Uh, we always do. If we haven't already established, three of the teams that have made it through uh, are 
Australia, mm-hmm. as everyone expected. Yep. The U.S., as yep. no one expected. <laughs> and France, as to my dismay, oh my God, I hate that country. I don't hate that country. I do not hate that country. I do not like Mbappe. <laughs> Mbappe. In PayPal. Yeah. And I believe uh, there's some other countries that also made it out, right? Yeah. Take us through them. So Argentina made it through today. Poland made it through. Those two were in the same group. Uh, Unfortunately, Mexico drew the short end of the stick, and they got knocked out. You didn't seem very unfortunate when we were texting about it. You were kind of preying on their downfall. I am a D1 Mexican national team hater. That's Um, really sad considering how nice their kits are, though, I have to say. Dude, Mexico has had some banger kits recently. But, okay, we're focusing on who made it out of the group stage. Okay, okay, so... Netherlands and uh, Senegal made it out from their group. I am so sad that Ecuador didn't make it, but it is what it is. Enter Valencia is an Ecuadorian god. Um, uh, let's see, who made it out of Group E? England and the U.S. made it out of Group B. I forgot England existed because of how badly they lost to us. We'll get into that in a few. Yeah. Um, and then out of Group C, it was uh, France and Australia that made it out, as everyone expected, because... People definitely didn't think that the Danish were going to finish last in that group. Holland, uh, you fraud. <laughs> Holland is Norwegian. What's the difference? They both have red on their flag. They both have a cross. Who cares? <laughs> I think they Holland's care. Holland's a fraud. Regardless, is he winning the World Cup right now? Didn't think so. Next, <laughs> next group. Okay. And then the next group, and so far the last group that has played, because they played all the games earlier today, was um, Group D which saw Argentina and Poland going through, like I said earlier. Did, did did another group play today? No, it was only A through D. Okay, because I thought there were two sets of matches that decided two sets of countries, no? Or am I here? Let me check this. Do you do something? Yeah, because um, today and yesterday was the start of the final group stage set of games. And so there were two groups uh-huh. that were decided yesterday and two groups that were decided today. Yeah, Tunisia and Australia decided to play today. That That's not the best phrasing. Uh, ignore that. <laughs> uh, also, we decided, uh, off topic, again, as we do, we decided that we're going to try to do this mostly unedited yep. because we think it's, a, at least I thought, it was a little more natural that way. It's more genuine. Yeah, because this is how we normally talk. We have, like, a topic in mind, and then we just kind of branch off of it, and we start off in, like, you know, soccer land, and we end up talking about the food at home yeah. somehow. It's really strange, but you know what? We figured it's a little more genuine that way. Yep. And so we're going to stick with this. Anyways, getting back on track, I really don't want to go all out on the game mm-hmm. just yet. Yeah. So I feel I, like we should save that for a bit deeper into the podcast. Shocking game of the tournaments. I can think of two off the top of my head. I want you to guess the first one. Saudi Arabia versus Argentina. Yes, I'm glad we're going to cover that one first because yeah. I want to dunk on you later. Oh, I already know what the second one is going to be then. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that game. I was asleep for that because I had no stakes in that game besides wanting to see Messi play. Okay, so that was, I believe, one of the 2 a.m. kickoffs. Yes. And um, I already told you about this, but I have been taking notes on all of the games that I've been watching. So let me just pull up my notes. Okay, so Saudi Arabia played the offside trap to perfection in that first half. Explain what that means. Okay, so um, basically the offside trap is purposefully playing a high defensive line so that you can um, 
force the attackers of the opposing team to uh, run in behind and get behind the last defender before the ball is played so that the play can be whistled dead and that the defending team can get a free kick because the play is offsides. It prevents teams from scoring goals, but it can be caught out quite easily. And what Saudi Arabia was able to do against Argentina in that first half is um, they just played that to perfection. They timed um, the step up the steps up perfectly they kept each other uh very rigid and in line with each other and they were able to get argentina to score three goals that were called back for offside three yeah there were three times where argentina had scored a goal they put the ball in the back of the net but then uh either the assistant referee on the sideline raised his flag late um or they went back to var and um ruled that the goal was offside. VAR, enemies of several countries lately. Yeah, but I mean, most of the time, they get it right. Yeah, shouts to uh, the first game of the tournament, uh, Ecuador, <laughs> Qatar. The very first goal that was ruled offside, despite not being offside. No, it I was know offside. technically that there was an offside, but I choose not to believe it, because I Valid. think it's funny considering how there was almost a bribe that we have previously discussed. <laughs> Going back to the game, I remember waking up and being like, okay, I see photos of Messi smiling. Why did I get a one football notification with him in tears? Like Shout holding out to his one face football, by the way. Yes, this is not sponsor sponsored. us, please. I mean, I would be down for a one football sponsorship since their app is actually like really good. Yeah. Use but, it like literally every day. But either way, I got spoiled on the uh, result of that by seeing a picture of Messi with his face in his hands, despite on Twitter, seeing him with a smile. And I was like, okay, someone needs to tell me what the hell is going on. And there's no shot Argentina just lost to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia in their mid-ass jerseys. I'm sorry. You think they're mid, really? Their home jersey. I like, okay, before the World Cup, they they had like their white jerseys, but it was green. It was the same exact design, but it looked a lot better in green. And mm. said now they, I don't know what Nike did. They tried to re replicate that, uh, was it Jamaica? It was one of the African countries. They had like a Jamaica is not an African country. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I know my geography. I'm a college student. Okay. Beyond that, it was, it was, <laughs> I believe it was an African country. I think you're, I think I know which one you're talking about. Let me just pull it up real I, quick. It was green. It was like zigzaggy. I don't know what it was, but it was like it was beautiful. I, I know exactly which one. I you're don't want to guess another country because I don't want to be called out for not knowing where it is. And so part of me wants to take out my phone. It's this one, isn't it? Yeah, it's that one. It's the 2018 Nigeria kit. Nigeria that they, wore, I was close. that they wore to the World Cup. I was close. One of the most beautiful jerseys that I've is, ever seen. That that is African, right? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> okay <laughs> besides that going back to the game i was really shocked and i s did not see some highlights but i saw some pictures from it mm -hmm. i saw a lot of people dunking on messi as they do oh yeah but regardless i just thought it was really shocking and i was like wow the world cup is really here and it's you know, the, the storylines are playing out exactly as everyone thought it would oh yeah for sure everyone knew saudi arabia would beat uh argentina you know, After they had like a 36 game unbeaten run or something like that. Oh, yeah. No, they, they just did that to make sure that the uh, Saudi Arabian Football Federation or whatever it is 
was able to continue moving forward because I saw a tweet that said mere hours after the Arab- Saudi Arabian team won, all of their kits were sold out at the FIFA World Cup store. Damn. Whatever. It was crazy. I also heard that some government official, I think the crown prince or whatever, bought every single player on that team a Rolls Royce yep. for that win. Yep. I, I want a Rolls Royce. What the fuck? Well, I wonder where those Rolls Royces are going now that they lost. Uh, or no, they didn't lose. <laughs> um. Oh, no. Yeah, they did lose their next two group games to Poland and to Mexico. Okay, but they beat Argentina. It's like they're going to go to the Rolls Royces, but it's just going to be display cars. There's going to be no motors or anything in there. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be the exterior <laughs> and the seats. They won't be able to open the car. They won't be able to drive it anywhere. In fact, the wheels are just like Lego or something. No, they have it on cinder blocks. Yeah, essentially. I just, I think it's really funny how these like upset countries, you see a wide variety of how the countries are like rewarded. You know, the poorer ones, they get, they, they get like, congratulations from, like, a government official or something. Yeah. They don't get Rolls Royces for every one of their players. How many yeah. players are in a roster? It's, like, what? Like, it's 22? 26. 26? Yeah. I don't even want to know the dollar amount on that. It's too much. It's, yeah, no, you started to freak me out when you s- started talking there because I thought you were going to give me a dollar amount, and I was actually going to pass out here and now. <laughs> no, I was not going to do that. That you know of. That's true. But regardless, that was that was a fun way to start off the tournament, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then what was even more fun is seeing Japan do... Oh, no, no, no. We didn't finish talking about this game. Oh, oh. I still have okay. more notes. Okay, he has more notes. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so going back to that Saudi Arabia versus Argentina game, that second goal that Saudi Arabia scored was absolutely ridiculous. Did you, uh, did you watch it? Did I watch the goal? Yeah, did you see the second goal? No, I did not. You want to explain it in, like, graphic detail. Okay, it happened a a while ago, so I don't remember exactly what happened. No, no, you have superhuman memory. (laughs) But I remember that the ball popped up in the box, and one of the Saudi Arabia players was able to take it down. Um, He got it on, like, the around the edge left side of the box. He took it down, cut it inside towards the penalty spot, and then was able to finesse it with his right foot and curl it um, around the outstretched hand of the Argentine goalkeeper Emiliano Martinez into the top right-hand corner. It was an absolutely beautiful goal. So I'm guessing Just, this is one of the ones that are in contention for a uh, goal of the tournament. Yeah, it's definitely one of the goals of the group stage so far. <laughs> Um, not only because of its significance, but also because of like the sheer quality of the goal. I mean, it's great to see that. I mean, you know, like country that scored it aside, it's really cool to see that these high level goals are being scored because you expect at the World Cup that this should be the highest level of the sport. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, you get Belgium sometimes, some, other times you get goals like this, you get. Brazil in their current form, which we will talk about momentarily. Oh my goodness, Brazil has scored some ridiculous goals. We we we, we will get into the uh, the Brazil section in a few. But are you are you done with your notes, or are you, are you just delaying the inevitable? Uh, you know what? I think we've talked about this game enough. But uh, I'll just say that Argentina had their opportunities in this game, and they could have won it. But um, 
I even made a note here that it's a huge blow to their chances, but they are by no means done in this tournament. And they won it in the Guy Fieri jer- jerseys. Oh, I love those jerseys so much. Okay, moving on. So we all know the that Alex upset. has a history with Germany. Yeah. AKA he lived there for a bit and he, are, are you German? Eh, I actually don't know. Or do you just, because you've lived there, you live there, you consider yourself German. Is it like one of those things? I just kind of assimilated. So, okay. So you, you consider it one of your national teams then, right? Yeah. And I feel like I have a valid enough excuse to support them without seeming like, uh, an asshole about yeah. it. Okay. So with that knowledge, uh, Japan shocked the world and yep. beat Germany to a pulp. Not really. No, they did not <laughs> beat Germany to a pulp. Did you watch like the first 70 minutes of that game? I didn't watch the game. It was too early. <laughs> oh, man. I have not woken up for any of the early matches for the simple fact of I want to sleep. Yeah, that's very valid. Because, I mean, these kickoff times are ridiculous. Luckily, they have chilled out just a little bit. Yeah. Now, rather than having to wake up at 2 a.m. for the first kickoff, I have to wake up at 7 a.m., which which is is five hours I will gladly take. And it's funny. He'll wake up at 4 a.m. to see Japan dunk on Germany, but he won't wake up at 4 a.m. to watch Vietnam dunk on Borussia Dortmund. Well, okay. How how did I pronounce that? How was that? That was fine. Um... (laughs) Um, the thing is that was only a friendly game though. So I'm not, and a lot of their best, a lot of Dortmund's best players are at the world cup. So Cope. I am coping. Um. <laughs> All right. Back, back to the game. I didn't, I know you have notes on it, but I just want to comment on something. I have been told from numerous sources, AKA a lot of tweets mm-hmm. that the Japanese jerseys are inspired by a manga anime series called blue lock. Yes. That, that is, correct. is about a, soccer team yep and i know so this is like completely unrelated but upon on that media apparently mbappe is in that that's pretty funny yeah i don't know he's from like pcx or whatever i think the team is called <laughs> i don't know i saw one panel regardless i've heard i've heard good things about that yeah we'll get back to you on my that. roommate is uh trying to get me to read and watch blue lock because he knows that i like soccer so much yeah well you should tell him that you'll read it and watch it when he finally watches a world cup game that isn't united states he watched the argentina versus okay. saudi arabia game okay. with me okay <laughs> you have to prove me wrong so now i have to hold up my end of the deal and i have to you start watching the deal. i told you to make the deal before knowing that the deal never i what? okay I said, right, let's start over. Okay. This is why this is cool that it's unedited so everyone can hear this really cool stuff. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I told you to make a deal with him. Okay. Without the prior knowledge that his end of the deal has already started. You Uh have not been in contact with him since I told you to make this deal. No, but we already made this deal. What do you mean you already made this deal? We made this same deal before the World Cup even started. You're telling me this now. Yes. Okay. Never mind. Moving on. I just think I want to touch on those jerseys a little more. They are beautiful. I think they are probably mm-hmm. their home and away kits. Probably my favorite jerseys of the tournament. I uh, yeah. I think combined, Japan has one of the best like home and away combinations in the entire World Cup. Okay. Now, let's move on to Alex's really the actual cool games. Yeah. Okay. So Remember, you go to him for game analysis, you come for me for jersey analysis. Yeah, I mean honestly it's a good trade-off. Yeah. Um so uh the first note that I have 
is that the Japanese counterattack can be deadly. And I wrote this in like, I don't know, like the 20th minute of the game, not knowing what would happen later in the game. So I would say I'm a bit of a precog. You know what we call that? What? We call that foreshadowing. Uh, yes, exactly. So um, I knew that their goals were going to happen before they did happen um, because I'm just like that. Um, yeah. So, so you want to tell us who wins the World Cup? No. It's going to be Brazil. Um, you fraud. It's Brazil. It's Brazil's going to win. Okay, back to the notes. Um, so the Japanese counterattack was deadly. They had pace on the wings. They had pace through the middle. Daichi Kamada is a fantastic player who plays for Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, and I love watching his games. There are also a surprising amount of Bundesliga players in the Japanese squad, which I thought was very funny, considering that they beat Germany. Um, also the Japanese press was doing very well. They were able to close down the passing lanes and prevent Germany from slicing through the midfield. So a lot of their attack, a lot of Germany's attacks ended up going through wide areas through their fullbacks. Um, David Raum, which was the most, uh, active one in the first half. And my next note is actually about him. Uh, he had so many opportunities where he was wide open um and found open space on the wings but either just didn't uh get the ball when he needed to or was the pass was placed in a bad spot and after i wrote that note uh raum actually drew the penalty that uh ilkay gundogan eventually scored to put germany one nil up um and then let's see what else germany were the better team in the first half and got the goal that they deserved uh, towards the end, uh, let's see. Also, player I would like to highlight in this game, Jamal Musiala. Oh my goodness, what a talent. He's like 19 years old, has the dribbling ability of... Lionel Messi. I wouldn't quite go that far. I didn't even pronounce his name right, I don't think. No, but <laughs> oh my goodness, fantastic with the ball at his feet in tight areas. Um, And then... You know, that was like my halftime note. And then we started to get into the second half um, where Japan came out swinging um, and kind of shell-shocked Germany. Um, and uh, I also made a note that Japan had a tactical masterclass. The way that they were set up by their manager was perfect. Um, they had that bend but don't break mentality where they would just absorb the German pressure and uh, look to hit on the counterattack which is exactly what they did uh, eventually with their first goal coming off like a set piece. Oh, no, 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 no. Their first goal was off a counterattack. Their second goal was off of a set piece. Uh, that was just played down the line and then, you know, fantastic touch by Asano and roofed it on Neuer, which is like not easy to do. But yeah, incredible performance by Japan. And they definitely took advantage of the weaknesses that Germany had. The final score was, in fact, 2-1. Yes? yes. Japan won. Yes. So that was also quite the shock. When You can't imagine my shock when I woke up and I saw that Japan had beaten Germany. Yeah, I scrolled yeah. through my Twitter timeline and I saw, oh, yeah, Germany's doing good. Everyone expected it. They just need to mm -hmm. close it out. And then all of a sudden, what the hell just happened? Oh, my God. They won. Holy shit. The timeline's yeah. blowing up. The turnaround was pretty quick. Um. Yeah, I don't even know what else to say about it. It was just like a great performance from Japan and a great first like 65 minutes from Germany where yeah. they should have had like at least two goals, but they couldn't finish. 
Um, the Japanese goalkeeper made a couple great saves. And then, you know, they just took their foot off the gas and Japan hit back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is why we have learned that you need to play a full 90 plus whatever minutes of soccer. Yeah. Which the U.S. men's team also learned in their game against Wales. Or rather, Burrowhalter learned that in their game (laughs) against Wales. Oh, Uh, Greg. We're not going to... I don't want to get super technical about this because I want to talk about... The American team. This section is exclusively dedicated to the American team. Yes. Before we move on and talk about all the other whatever games. Because <laughs> every U.S. game has been S-tier because Christian Pulisic has been out on the field. That is true. Um, and so, you know, like you said, the first game against Wales, it was a really good start, really good first half. Came out strong, attacked well. Um, great assist by Pulisic to Tim Weah. Yes. Timothy Time struck again. Timothy Weah. He, he 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 was him that night. I I will admit we started off kind of slow, right? But then we were playing really well. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, towards the end, uh, unlike our unlike the American Outlaw chance, we were creating really good opportunities and making ourselves heard. Would you say that we were creating shots, shots, shot, 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 shots, shots, shot, 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 shots? I believe shots, that shot, you shot, need to shot, stop. Shot, shots, everybody. <laughs> I I don't know. Quick side tangent. Uh, I don't know if it's too obvious or not, but the American supporter group, the American Outlaws, do not have the best chance in the world. No. I really do love how unorthodox the attire is, especially <laughs> in this game. Yep. If you watch highlights, you can see views of both the American supporter section and the Welsh cheering yep. section. And the difference is night and day. Yeah. Like all the Welsh supporters are wearing the same jersey. They're all wearing, like, some of them are wearing the bucket hats yep. and whatever. And they're also wearing the same. You know, it's the red wall. Yeah. It's notorious, apparently. And, you know, they're all making the same chance, and they're all, you know, they all look dead inside because they're part of Great Britain, which, <laughs> you know, is expected. And then you look over at the American side. You know, they're all spread out everywhere. You got people dressed up as George Washington. You see a Navy SEALs. Bald a eagles. bald eagle. Yeah. People in just, like, the most insane, stereotypical that shit costumes you will ever see yeah. at a soccer game. It was so funny, and I was so glad for that. I just wish our chants matched our chaotic energy. I don't th- ever think that the chant, fight and win, <laughs> will ever be remembered outside of a complete joke. Oh, no, absolutely not, dude. That clip is iconic among like people who love to make fun of American fans. Fight! And win. It actually originated from MLS, up here, right? uh, Pacific Northwest, Northwest Who? specifically, Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Typical Seattle move. It was originally fight Seattle, win Seattle, and just <laughs> oh my god, it was so funny. Yeah. It's so bad. The uh, but it was. I will say before we got to the 16th rendition of the USA chant, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was really cool to hear the loud booming the U S A or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, and they were loud. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by that. I think it was the chant that was originally based off of the um, Iceland chants from 2016. So you're telling me one of our better chants is based off of another country? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. how a lot of chants come to be. The American way. You know, I I made a few chants for their second game against England, yes. which we will get to after 
we talk about Iran because I have a few words Whoa. about that country. Okay. I, I know it makes more sense chronologically, but... Emotionally. Emotionally, I need to take care of them last, so that way I don't blow all of it and just skip over Iran. <laughs> that game was I mean, we kind of skipped charged. over Wales, so... I mean, that game... We don't really need to talk about the second half. I don't well, want to talk about the second half. Yeah. The one thing I will want, I do want to talk about this game. Yeah. And actually, no, we can just talk about this in our, against Iran as well. Because it kind of, it ties into both games. Barrel Halter ball struck again like in the US-Iran game when we were playing pretty well, right? Mm -hmm. And then we weren't. Yeah. And our substitutions, there's like, okay, where's, where's the striker? It was um, very defensive-minded substitutions. I can't say I was completely disappointed with it, but I can't say I was happy with it either. Uh, um, personally, I I used to play hockey, uh -huh. so I'm used to like defensive mindsets in the way my teams played. Yeah, but I don't think in soccer that's the way you want to play. No, not really. The goal is a lot bigger, and the goalkeeper is a lot smaller. So you're just inviting them to come in and make opportunities. I don't think playing defensive is bad. I think there's a way to do that. In their zone. Yeah. On their half of the field. And I do not think the Americans really played that way very effectively. Yeah. Because Iran in the second half got so many opportunities. Yep. And it made everyone in the United States collectively like have a heart attack. And then FIFA was like, nine minutes of extra time. And everyone <laughs> was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And they were... No, no one was... You know, it, it was... But, I mean, like, large amounts of extra time has been a common thing throughout this World Cup. So, it's I can't say I was totally abysmal. surprised. I can't say I was totally surprised by it, but... I was upset just because I, I we couldn't close it out then and there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true, but it eventually happened, and that's all yes. that matters. But, but the number one takeaway from this game is that the true American heroes are willing to sacrifice any parts of their body yep. to get the job done. Christian Pulisic made the ultimate sacrifice he did. for our country. Yep. And for that, he should be awarded the Purple Heart and yes, the Medal of Honor. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, I hope he still has the ability to have children after this game. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nuts if he didn't. He, I, I bet he'd want to have a ball with them. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, I got a sack of these jokes. <laughs> those were bad even for me. Yeah, those were. Um, Woo! but yeah, uh, Greg Berhalter making questionable substitution decisions is nothing new. If you've watched the U S for a while, I love Berhalter. Um, yes. This is definitely a pro Berhalter podcast. Contrary to what we said last episode where we said it was an anti Berhalter podcast. Um, that no, was fuck Greg Berhalter. I can't stand this. <laughs> I don't care if he got us through. Uh, or if he gets us to even win the uh, World Cup, which we definitely will. Yes, uh, of course. He needs to be sacked immediately. Yeah. I do not care. Not One man could not have three Gs in their name taken seriously. In their first name. Three Gs in Greg. Which is ridiculous. It's too many Gs. It is. You know? It's like trickle-down G, G, G. I tried to make a trickle-down <laughs> economics joke there with the letter G. Uh, I could see that. But I didn't. Are there any G's on our team? You know, this is... We, we Geo Reyna, which is what I was <laughs> wanting to get into. This actually ties in perfectly. Woo! First good transition that we've ever had on this podcast. Um, so I would just like to point that out. But Geo Reyna, 
is one of the topics of discussion for both uh, the USA versus Iran game and the US versus Wales game. And that is because Greg Berhalter refuses to play him in crucial moments. Is it because he's injured? No. Is it because Greg doesn't like him? Presumably. Probably. Exactly. Because, um, what, Gio Reyna came on with like 15 minutes left or something against Wales. Uh, he didn't play at all against England. And he didn't play at all against Iran, I don't think, either. Yeah, no. Um, For those who don't know, Gio Reyna, that's, that, that's his full name, right? Giovanni. Giovanni. Uh, he is one of our top players, right? You would uh, say? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and it's a real crime and honestly self-sabotage that Mr. Barrelhalter can't get over his massive fucking ego and play the man. Because I guarantee you, well, I don't guarantee you because I'm not the knower of facts, that uh, if we had played him at a decent time, if we had made decent substitutions for once in our life, we probably would have won that Wales game, mm-hmm. I think. Okay, so uh, I was mistaken. Re- uh, retract what I said earlier from the record. Gio Reyna did get subbed on against England. He, he did? did not get subbed on against Wales. Okay. Um, he has played a total of about 10 minutes this entire tournament. That is criminal. Yeah, he got subbed on in the 83rd minute against Wales, uh, against England. I'm sorry. And that was the only time that he has made an appearance for the U.S. in this World Cup, which is absolutely criminal. For the fact that he is probably our most talented, like technically gifted player in the pool that we have currently. If we were to describe this in other country terms, it'd be like Portugal not playing. Actually, no. Maybe maybe we don't touch on Ronaldo. It'd be like Argentina not playing Messi. Or it would be like at their peak, uh, the Oilers never playing Wayne Gretzky. Or Ferrari never employing Michael Schumacher at any point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I mean, when you're picking Jordan Morris to sub on before Gio Reyna, that's like that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, how does that even happen? I don't know, but you know what? I do know how something happens. What? I do know. Well, let me rephrase that. Do you know what I do know? What do you know? That we won two of the three games that we played this group stage with our 0-0 win against the three yep. Lions. Yep. Woo! I'm still amped about that. The most... um, The most yeah. American way we could have done it. Yeah. You know, Harry Kane, we showed the world how much of a fraud that guy is. He is going to absolutely fall over and not be able to do anything in all the promotional material... That Fox has for him will be put to shame. Yeah, I mean, when you're pocketed by two-time MLS Defender of the Year, Walker Zimmerman, (laughs) and you're on track to become the Premier League's all-time top goal scorer, that's ridiculous. How do you get pocketed by Walker Zimmerman? Honestly. No offense to Walker. I love Walker. He's great. Used to play for LAFC. Great, except for that he caused Gareth Bale to... Do Gareth Bale things. That's we don't have to talk about that. We've he, already moved on Zimmerman from the Wales was game. the one who made who caused the penalty versus Wales. Yeah, we've moved on from that though. Yeah, I like Walker. He's cool. Um, it's just that I don't think he's. Uh, he's not that guy. Yeah, he's not that guy. Tim Ream is though. Tim, he definitely is. But that game, the USA versus England game, I didn't 
expect to be standing on my feet the entire time during that <laughs> game because you know it's it, during the time it was Thanksgiving break. I was back home. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I need to spend some time, you know, chilling out, just resetting the mental because when I come back, it's dead week, straight into finals week. Yeah. No, instead, I think my blood pressure was too high, and I made as a coping mechanism some really great chants <laughs> involving Lizzie in a box. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's some really very culturally sensitive chants and jokes being made by both sides. Yes, definitely. Should we touch up on that or should we just I, I think it's best we leave that with uh leave that. Yeah, we should yeah. fly away from those jokes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, remember what I said about coughing? Yeah, neither yeah. do I. Anyways, that game was I know for the rest of the world apparently wasn't that entertaining. I think it was just a little bit extra entertaining for us considering the stakes that we had uh, or the investment that we had in this game because yeah. I thought it was interesting, but some of my friends who also watched the game did not. Yeah, but no, I, I guess... had a fun time watching it also because of all the memes I saw on Twitter. Yeah. My favorite quote of the past week, what the fuck is a kilometer? <laughs> Good shit. It's not even a real thing. It's just made up by the rest of the world to sell you more distance. Exactly. Like, who would fall for this scam? The entire world, apparently. Yeah. The greatest Ponzi scheme in existence. Get that man employed to Cutco. <laughs> Holy shit. Cutco. Yeah. Uh, I know, objectively, it wasn't the most entertaining game, but for no. us to rehash, I think it was. It was definitely an entertaining game. Um at least from our perspective. And I think that the U.S. really could have won that game, which is incredible to say. I, why, why is it incredible? It should be expected. I mean, yeah, I did have a little bit of hope that we could pull something out. Literally, um, England has never beaten the United States of the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, they played each other three times. They've drawn twice, and the USA has won once. I don't know how you get much better than that. It's literally historical. What, we well, won the the... 1776, boom, Revolutionary War, yep. we won. Uh, the Battle of 1812, a draw. Battle of 1812 Part 2, we also won. Actually, I want to equate that to something different. The Battle of New Orleans. Really? Yeah, because that also was pointless, like this game was. Yeah, true. So I think overall, you know, you look at the stats, three lions, whatever. The rankings, rankings are shit. They put Belgium number two, and currently yeah. they're going to go out in like fourth. Yeah, good job, FIFA. Another banger decision by FIFA. Yeah, but just uh, uh, going back to that USA uh, being undefeated against England in World Cup, that applies to the women's team as well. Oh, hell um, yeah. <coughs> At the World Cup. Yeah, the US women have never lost to the uh, England women's team in a World Cup ever as well. America on top. Yeah. However... I do, unfortunately, have to point out something that was really evident during that game. Christian Pulisic should not be the man on the corner. As no, much as no. I love that man, that is not his position. The thing he is, uh, we do have one person who is good at uh, taking set pieces. Giovanni Reyna. He's good at free kicks. He can take a good corner kick. Um, but Greg Berhalter just refuses to play him no matter what. I also, I feel like there's other players that could just do that corners just as their position better because Pulsey is not bad, but it's not his position, you know? Well, 
I think um, he's better higher up on the half. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, um, corner kicks usually, while we were in qualifying, were either taken by Christian, uh, Gio, or uh, Kellen Acosta. But Kellen hasn't been getting that much game time, which was expected because um, the midfield trio that we have right now is like should not be messed with. Goated. Yeah, honestly. MMA, Musa, McKinney, and Adams. Whew, oh, ridiculous. Um, so I don't think Kellen will be breaking in, but he's a good option off the bench, especially if um, we need a good set piece delivery. And even though he's not the best at delivering, he's still he's still good at it. Yeah, he he's he's on the lower end, but he's consistent at least. Yeah, we know what he can do and what he can bring. Mm-hmm. Which, knowing what countries can bring to make a transition, uh, end of story. U.S. I think we have a lot to take away. Yep. From our group stage, I think there's a lot of good. I think there's a lot of obvious bads. If we can fix our second half, and if Barrel Hotzler. Bearhalter will finally sub in Geo. I think we will <laughs> well, be. It's, it's not just Geo. I know. Being not subbed in. That's the problem. I know. Like, he needs to sub in Aaron Long, too. Oh, my God. We're not going to get into this right now. We're not going to get into how Aaron no. Long is uh, no longer part of the fan club of mm. winning. He also doesn't have a club at the moment. I didn't even know that. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Knowing what countries can bring, Brazil. Historical. We know all about them. You grew up. You know about Brazil. You know it's about Jogo Bonito. You know about Pele. You know all about all these players. Yep. But did you know about the scissor kick that was beautifully scorned? Did you know about the legend scorned. that is Richarlison? Richarlison. Two Go. goals in his World Cup debut against Serbia. Oh, my goodness. That second goal. Just that like was replaying beautiful. in my head. Um, also, in that uh, in that build up to that goal, uh, the outside of the foot assist by Vinicius Junior. Ridiculous ball in. It's about like maybe shin to knee height. Wherever Charleston receives it, he receives it with his back to goal. Takes a poor touch, but he pops it up directly in the air in front of him is able to adjust his body and then scissor kick past the goalkeeper. Ridiculous goal. And and images from that are just so beautiful. It's really cool to see these players be acrobats for a few minutes at a time, a few seconds, actually. But watching that live, I was like, oh, my God, he actually did that. Yeah. And the fact that I think importantly, it was a guy on his debut, a rookie. And I think, especially when you have like someone like Neymar, who's currently mm-hmm. in his like peak form, also injured at the moment. Yeah, thanks to the Serbian uh, plan of attack. Yeah, now, Serbia wasn't playing to win; they were playing to make sure that Brazil was. Uh, how do we say sabotage for the rest of the tournament? Well, no, not, not not that, not that they were super effective about it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Regardless, Brazil they 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 look they look scary. I they do say. look scary, but they look very different when Neymar is not playing. Yes. Because the difference between that game against Serbia and that game against Switzerland was Neymar. Oh, man. It's it's a wonder what a player can do in a team in a team environment. All yeah. right. I think we should 
wrap this up and start talk about some matches to watch. I have a list that I'm not making up as we go. <laughs> uh, we are currently on match day three of the group stage. Yeah, the, of the group stage, which means we only have two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen games left of the group stage. In groups, I think matches I want to highlight, and you can comment on this as well. Okay. Uh, Ghana versus Uruguay. Yep. I think that should be fun. Yeah. I think Japan versus Spain has a lot of implications for that group. Well, just Group E as a whole is yeah, no. one to keep your eye on. Watch the entirety of Group E if you are able. I yeah. highly recommend that. Because all four teams in that group can either make the knockout stage or be eliminated based on how results go. Yes. So if, no team has qualified so far and no team has been eliminated. Yes. And if you... And just to rehash, that group consists of Costa Rica, Germany, Japan, and Spain. Yeah. So there's a lot of star power in this group. That, Absolutely. So definitely watch both of those games. Ghana versus Uruguay, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think South Korea versus Portugal is can be interesting. Yeah, based off of that South Korea versus Ghana game, which was really good yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I think that South Korea definitely have some attacking talent that... Has actually come as a surprise because, um, uh, what's his name? The South Korean striker who scored two goals against um, Ghana kind of came out of, oh, I mean, you have Cho Gwe Sung. Yeah, I was about to say, you have a limited number of names to choose from. That's true. But uh, Cho Gwe Sung, uh, number nine for South Korea, scored two goals as a substitute against Ghana to bring South Korea back from 2-0 down to 2-2, which... I mean, eventually they lost that game, but still, to come on as a sub and score two goals, ridiculous. So he's one to watch along with um, Sun Hyung-min, who is their star player, plays for Tottenham Hotspur mm-hmm. in England. Yes. I think, just regardless, that game will be fun. Yeah. And lastly, I want to round, round out the group stage matches with, uh, I, I, I think, I don't know, but I think Cameroon versus Brazil has potential. Okay. Yeah, Cameroon did play a, an exciting game against Serbia as well. Yeah, so there's that. And then if we want to look ahead just a little further, mm-hmm. uh, England versus Senegal, I think, has potential. I think yes. Senegal has shown bright moments, and England has not shaped <clears throat> up to be all that everyone thought that to be, that's, besides besides me, of course. That's every international tournament. England are always overhyped. The three lions are three cats at this point. Three and, kittens. And obviously the Netherlands versus the United States yep. on December 3rd at 7 a.m. Well. I think this was a very good episode. What do you think? Yeah, I think it was a very good episode as well. Yeah. So we will hopefully be able to record another episode next week and get it out before the end of the week. And you know what? I hope you have a good day, Alex. I hope you have a good day, Patrick. I know it's currently, what, 8 o'clock at night? Yes. And yeah, thank you overall for everyone listening to this who made it through our rambling. Yep. We will be bringing you more World Cup coverage, a.k.a. probably one more episode since winter break <laughs> is coming up. And yeah, we can't and guarantee either of us will be here. We will be on like a month-long hiatus. So we will do something. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Anyways, to to truly, truly end it off, thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Thank this you. This was the Track and Field Podcast episode one of the World Cup edition. Episode two overall. Yes, and we did not have to re-record this at all. Yes. Thank you again. Thank you, Stephen. 
Yes. Shouts to Steven one more time. Shouts to KBVR TV for yep. allowing us to have our, all our equipment. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.